What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. We are doing this old school today. I know I've been spoiling you guys for most of COVID by having guests on. So it's kind of been this interview type format. And it's been a long time since you heard from me by myself. But today we're doing that. We have more uh, interviews lined up. It's just this is the week of Thanksgiving. So people are kind of off in their schedules and we have some basically post Thanksgiving to do. So in the meantime, I did want to reach out to you guys because I've been off on this pod, but I've been doing more on my anime pod, the coolest nerds you've ever met podcast. So if you want to do some cross branding, check that out. It's on Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple music, all that good stuff. We, so we put more time into that pod because we're doing them in person again. It's more, I guess, production stuff attached to it. But I did want to come to you guys and do a solo pod on Thanksgiving week about thanks and thankfulness. Because I think that's really, really been lost during this time, man. It's been crazy if you live in America, as you know, for the last basically year. <laughs> um, the whole political thing has been really rough on people. And I guess the way our system works now is we can't talk about the good. We have to highlight the bad. And people remember bad more than they remember good. And clickbait is a thing. That's how people make money. That's how videos get likes and that kind of thing. So I get it from a business standpoint. But when you're just around so much of that, then it's kind of hard to be grateful and be thankful if you get caught up in it. Which is why I don't particularly like social media. You guys know this. I try to stay away from it, but I need to use it to promote stuff. But I think most of it is just negative. I think a lot of it is phony. I think people are venting. I think a lot of people are misinformed. And it is not a place I want to be most of the time. But I am thankful. I try to be thankful. I try to be grateful as much as possible. And I want to first start by thanking you guys. Because without you, I wouldn't be doing this. I only started this to reach out to more people, to make my impact more felt. And three years ago, I had no idea how this was going to go. We are over 5,700 listens, I think, at this point. And that's because of you guys. So thank you for rocking with me. Um, I know I've taken a few hiatuses. Hiati? I don't know how to say the plural. Maybe hiatus is plural. But... Thank y'all for just being here. So when I do come back, you still kind of rock with me a little bit. I My goal for this is to make it bigger and better and to have more diverse and hopefully bigger guests on it going forward. So what we're doing can get out to more people. But really, I'm just happy that anybody's listening. When people let me know, hey, I appreciate the pod or, hey, I like the last episode. That means a lot. It's basically like doing stand up where I don't know who's in the audience. I'm just performing. And if it's funny, then dope. If it's not funny, it's a rough one, you know. But you want it to be funny. And sometimes people come up to you and say, yo, man, that was dope. And you say, oh, I appreciate it. You guys are the reason for doing this. I don't get paid for this as of now. There will be sponsors coming at some point, And that's when I guess a little bit of money will come in. But that's not why we're doing this. So thank you guys for listening and supporting. I'm also thankful to people who've taken this time to really try to big themselves up, man. This has been, this 2020 has been a year of how adaptable are you? I think when we look back on this next year, or I guess like a month and a half from now, you say, man, 2020 was 
crazy. It was it went by so fast. You have, you have to look back and say, what did you do with all this extra time you had? What did you do to reconnect with people? What did you do for self-improvement? What did you do for self-enrichment? This time is, I don't think we'll ever have a time like this again. I think we may have another mini lockdown sometime next year, maybe end of this year. But I think after that, we won't be doing that again. And we'll just kind of go about life and we'll look back on 2020, early 2021, like, man, remember that crazy time when we couldn't go outside? <laughs> but this has been a time to really, to really dig in, man. I don't know how some of you guys work and what your lifestyle is like, but I know there always seems to be like a lack of time. It's always like, oh, man, I want to hang out with three or four people, but I can't because our schedules are conflicted or I got to work or, you know, kids, school, safety patrol trips, <laughs> anything. That's just a random example, but whatever. And now we have all this extra time. And I know a lot of people who've been amazing during this time. And to those people, we, we commend you. You're the ones who've pivoted, who've started businesses, who've improved themselves, who've kept, I guess, the ecosystem more positive. I've seen a lot of people become yogis during this time. I'm not a yogi, so I'm not in this family. But people who've become yogis, who've gotten spiritual without being religious, and they just really kind of dug into the spread love, spread joy, freedom of expression, that kind of stuff. And that's important because as you can heard from the outset of this, there's so much BS and so much negative and so many people fighting about things that they may not even be really rooted in for real. That seeing positive messages, seeing people post I I follow four or five pages and and I just this isn't good. Whatever. I follow four or five positive pages and like legit Every now and again, I just steal some positivity. I credit them sometimes. Like if I post it to my story, I'll make sure I post it from their page to my story so they get like that little bottom credit at the bottom. But their name is in white and my background is white. So you can barely see it. But technically, I give them credit. But sometimes I be straight stealing. It's just some good stuff, man. And I want to get some love, too. And I was like, that's a real positive message. And I actually kind of parps on things I've been saying. So let me just gank that real quick, repost it, and people are like, dang, Chris, you so positive, and I'm like, you right, but really, I stole it, I'll admit it here, you know, you guys aren't going to tell on me, and if you do, you know, who cares, but thank you for those people who've kept the positivity going, people who've self-improved, and if, if you haven't, this, this is no indictment on you, because I think this whole time has been kind of uneven, because I think we've all been trying to figure out when is it going to end? And I think we kind of have a bottom line mentality in this country where it's good or bad. When is When am I going to make more money? When am I going to just be better at my particular craft or skill? We've been waiting for this to be over to return to some level of normalcy. I don't know if we'll have normalcy for another year. I think we'll start doing stuff in 2021. I think concerts will open up. I think comedy shows will go on. They've already opened up Hollywood. I've done a couple of acting things myself. Not bragging, just talking. And, and but they are very stringent about the testing like we have to get tested a couple times before we get on set then we're separated on set and then you know but we're still they're still doing so they're still shooting stuff because you can't shut down the world forever so i don't know when it'll be a time when you can just be at a concert 
and people don't worry. Well, you can just be at a comedy show. You can sit next to some stranger, high five. He's so funny and sassy. High five. I don't know when that's going to happen. I think we may not get that even in 21. They're getting ready for these vaccines to come out. And I I am very on the fence about it. I'm not going to be the first person to take it. i tell you that. My immune system is pretty strong. I get tested all the time. I've been cleared this whole time. So I'm not rushing to a vaccine. But I'll watch and see what it does. And if it goes well, then maybe I'll be in line for one. But I don't think we'll be normal anytime soon. And so we have to learn to embrace the new normal. And the new normal is adaptation. How do you adapt to this world? How do you... And I think a lot of it, I don't... People just take that to me, I think, financially for the most part. How do you pivot your business to make money? And money's important. But how do you deal with your own self-talk which i think is a big deal what how's your self-care program and if you don't have a program like how often do you exercise self-care a lot of people always talk about during pre-covid i guess (laughs) pc during pc times it was yeah i really should take care of myself better but i'm so busy at work i'm so busy taking care of my kids I'm so strung out with this new project. There's always something that's keeping you from looking out for you. When ultimately, if you're not doing well, then all those other things kind of fall off as well. So now that you have the extra time, how often do you meditate? How often are you stretching? How often are you taking? I take bubble baths and Epsom salt. You know, I got I got, I got three different ones. I got some chamomile. Uh, one is spearmint, peppermint. And the other one is uh, vanilla. And it smells amazing. And I just sit there for like 15, 20 minutes, have an audio going in the background, something business related or something like inspirational. And just sit in that bubble bath. Candle lit, you know. I don't, and I keep, I keep, I keep the mood going. And that's before I go to bed. And I usually sleep way better after that than if I just got done with a client or if I, you know, off a phone call and I'm like all animated on the phone call. Like, all right, man, I gotta go to bed. All right, cool. Like your brain is going too hard. So those little moments of little self-care, I do it a few times a week. I think it kind of resets things. Meditation is the easiest thing to do because you can meditate literally in traffic. You can just realize, all right, I'm on a 405 or a 95 or wherever you are. And you see that you're not going anywhere for the next hour. It's like, look, I'm taking this next five minutes. I'm just going to like get into my own space and just think certain thoughts you can go even do a guided meditation however you want to do it so i think that's why that's the one i usually say first because that's the one that you can do anywhere you can't just take a bubble bath on a highway okay pretty sure that's illegal if it's not it should be but you can meditate self-talk is what you do all day i used to think self-talk was just like what you did in the crisis like when you're going through something kind of crazy and you gotta be like no it's not that bad we can do this that is self-talk but that isn't the extent of what self-talk is. That's just one element of it. Self-talk is what you do all day. When you procrastinate and you're telling yourself, I need to get to this, I need to get to this, and you're just not getting to it, that's you self-talking. Because you can easily say, hey, I'm procrastinating. Let's just do it and stop wasting time. And then you can just do it. You have that option. But you're talking yourself into procrastination like, oh, I got four hours to do it. Three hours is plenty of time. I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> I think I hit home for a lot of y'all because it definitely hit home for me. 
where it's like six o'clock. You're like, well, I'm going to bed till like 11. I got plenty of time. Then once like 9.30 hits, you're like, ah, that's cool. I'll wait. Not that important. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, you're like, I should have did it yesterday. I should have done that yesterday. But we're self-talking all the time. Even in traffic, when you're that thought of, should I honk my horn and yell at the car next to me? That's a moment because you could and it could go real sideways and they could just be some MMA person who will kick your window off or they could just be like, my bad, sorry, I'm stressed too. I had a self-talk episode on Saturday, which is two days ago. I was in Big Lots because I like Big Lots and I was doing some shopping, meeting some people, just, you know, congregating. I had my mask on, sanitized. I did the right thing. And the parking lot was basically empty because people don't really shop at big lots, I guess. And so I parked at least two spaces free on either side of me. Because when a parking lot is free, I don't like being next to people. My car is old. I'm not really concerned about the car, but I just don't like being near other people's cars because I don't want to open my door in a hurry and not be on the phone. I pay attention and hit their car. I just don't want to be involved in that. I like having space. I like just to not be stuff around me. So I'm in there for like 20 minutes, checking out. They got they actually have decent furniture at Big Lots. I'm always looking at rocking chairs because I've been wanting to get one for 11 years. And I've just never bought one. But I think that's a purchase once I get like a bigger place. I want to get that. Anywho, I'm in there. You know, I end up getting like some some herbal tea or something. And then when I went to leave and someone hit my car. And I was shocked because I'm like, wait a minute, what? I wasn't even parked next to anybody. In the parking lot, there was at least 20 available spots in the parking lot. So I'm like, wait a minute, there's so many spots. Did somebody park next to me while I was inside and then hit me on the way out? Did someone just back into me? And then, of course, they left no identification or whatever because that's how people go. And I'm just like, I'm, I was, I literally stood in the parking lot. If you had a camera... I was in the parking lot for like 10 minutes just looking around like, did anybody see this? I'm trying to figure out angles like JFK's bullet. Like, how did they even hit my car? I'm not near anyone. I'm at least two to three car lengths away from anybody. Who did this? Asked a guy who's like a vendor. Um, he's like a street chef guy. Hey, did you see my email hit my car? Nah, man. I'm just, I'm just kind of befuddled. I talked to the management team and said, hey, I don't know if you guys have cameras in the parking lot, but someone hit my car and I just want to see if we can get like the, the make and model on camera. Maybe we can figure something out. And apparently their cameras stop two or three car lengths before you get to where my car was. So there's no camera evidence, no visual evidence. It's just my car is damaged. And I was planning on going to Big Lots and then going somewhere afterwards. And for a second, I just sat in my car, one, a little bit upset because I'm like, wait a minute, my car is already old. It's running tremendously, by the way. No lights on whatsoever. Got the oil changed last month. It's great. It's not leaking anything. It's awesome. Like, this car is three years strong, 200 and whatever thousand miles. It's an absolute superstar. And the body was in amazing condition before this. It, there's no, it had never been an accident. So I'm, I'm just like, man, the car's in good condition. When I want to resell this and get some money towards a new car, probably sometime in 21, and it's going to. I was just doing all the stuff. I kind of catastrophized the situation. And then I just sat and said, wait a minute. You're fine. You could have been in the car when this happened. 
what if you were in a car and then you confronted the person who hit you and then like that went sideways um what if you know what if, like what if it was an old lady and then you hit up their insurance and her premium spiked because your car which may have 200 to 300 dollars worth of damage on it like i went through all the scenarios and at a certain point it was like this sucks but so and then i just started living my life like it really just kind of got to that level of this sucks but it could be way worse and that was enough to just change the whole mentality. That self-talk in that moment was enough to kind of like revamp my day. And literally, like two hours later, I completely forgot my car got hit. I was in the house. I think I was uh, prepping to make this cake I just made. And I just completely forgot someone hit my car. And then I, when I go out to see it in my garage, I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there's a the damage. It's still there. And I don't know if I'll get it fixed. It may not be worth it. But it's just... An example of even when something crappy happens, you don't have to let it hit you that way. And I think this year has been that for a lot of people where the people who've done the best during this time, I've done a lot of reaching out to people during this time. I didn't I have a lot of contacts, but I'm not particularly great at keeping in contact with a lot of people It's one of my biggest flaws. I get caught up in my own life, my projects, scripts clients, you know, whatever I'm doing. And I have like maybe a 15 to 20 person rotation of people I keep in monthly to bi-monthly contact with. But I know like 500 people. And I'm like, man, I haven't taught this person in two years. Like that just happens all the time. And so I spent this time really reaching out to people like, hey, how are you? And it's like, oh, I'm married with a baby. I'm like, cool. I didn't know you were ever pregnant or married. (laughs) So I was like, how long has it been since we talked? And it's been a good time to just reconnect with some people because sometimes they're like, I was thinking about you a few days ago, but I don't know if you had the same number and then you guys reconnect. And it's like, remember that one time in college and you have a good laugh. And sometimes it's just like, Hey, you good? I'm good. Yeah, me too. And then it's just that kind of like awkward first date. Why are we both here? Kind of moment. But a lot of, more than that has been, I'm happy you reached out. How are your Broncos doing? Cause people remember little details about you. Like, you remember my favorite football team? How's your kids doing? Oh, they're graduating from college. It's like, oh, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, they're getting a job at Lockheed Martin. And we just, you kind of just reconnect for a second. And it just, it almost makes you wonder how you can get that disconnected from people in the first place. How you can go three years without talking to someone who you, at some point, probably work with. And you saw every day. Then all of a sudden you move and it's just like, well, they don't exist anymore. Maybe you guys are better at it than I am. This is just my thing. I've worked in three different gyms. I've had 70 to 75 clients. And I probably haven't contacted at least 50 of them until COVID. Post like when I saw them, obviously. The clients I have in LA, I talk to all the time because we're still working and stuff. But like the clients from college, especially... These are people who entrusted me with their lives, their bodies, you know, their hopes and dreams. And I went to Miami maybe once or twice. Hey, how's Orlando? Once I came to L.A., it just all blew up. All the former trainers, and there were a lot in the five years at Equinox, there were maybe 60 to 70 trainers, maybe seven I talked to. It was just those kind of things. And it really made you reevaluate, made me reevaluate what's important.
because we're in a people business. I'm, a, I'm in service. I train people. I'm in a service industry. And that's a people business. And so keeping relationships strong is kind of the bedrock of having a good people business. And yet, knowing that, you still fall out of contact with people all the time. And it's a persistent effort that you have to kind of have to be good about it. I had a conversation with my brother, my oldest brother. This was last week. And it was less of a conversation and more of a him talking to me and then me not really responding. (laughs) So maybe I was being talked at on the phone. But it's fine. It's family. It is what it is. And he was basically saying, you've you moved to California, but you're you've kind of disconnected from the family, which on a lot of levels is probably true. But like in the macro level, it's not true. I'm out here to build a life, to build a business, to build an infrastructure that I could assimilate the family into or move back to where the family is, but be at a solid position to where I can actually do well by them. But I can't do it there because they're there. Because they would, they don't see my vision. This is what I was trying to convey to him. Like, yes, I moved away and I'm 3,000 miles from everybody. And I'm sure there's days like on a Tuesday evening, you would like me to be there to see mom or grandma or somebody. But I can't be there now. But if I do all this stuff right, I can be there going forward. And I was try I was getting, you know, upset because someone's telling you, you gotta be here, you gotta be better. And but he didn't mean it negatively. I I don't I didn't take malice in it. I get it. I'm far away. And I'm sure he misses me. He sees me once or twice a year. And because I haven't I haven't adequately conveyed my vision to my family. Mostly because I just don't think they they would get it. Because I'm thinking on, I can't say a higher level, but I'm just exposed to more than they've been exposed to. So it's like like the allegory of the cave, right? I've seen too much to go back to normal. And so now that I've seen how the other side lives, quote unquote, now that I've seen how people make money, now that I've seen how businesses operate, and I know more about the tax systems, and you know I have how savings accounts works and how 401ks can be flipped. All that stuff that I've been just being like inundated with, I know too much to just go back to my hometown and have a job. And so I'm trying to move on a higher level so then when I so I can do it this the right way and I just they just can't see it because they don't know the stuff I've seen. Even when I try to tell them, "Hey, you know if you, you know, put this in a, a account and let it compound for 10 years, when your kids in college, I'm trying to have these conversations, and they're just like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, you haven't, you haven't had this. You haven't had someone sit down with you and do this with you." And so, he basically said, "You moved away, and you kind of disconnected from the family." And the part that he was true on is that I don't communicate as much as I should. This is me being honest with you guys. And when he said it, maybe that's why it bothered me so much. I'll like, like, you know what? He's making a point that I really can't refute totally. Even if he can't see my vision, I can still be present from a distance. I've been doing Zooms for eight months. Like, that's a way of staying connected. I've done Skypes. I've been on, you know, conference calls. These are all ways of connecting. And I haven't been implementing that with my family. It's been 
birthdays, it's been holidays, it's been that kind of thing. So it's not completely not communicating, but it really hasn't been as frequent as it should be. So when he said it, it was like, hmm, he may have a point. Let me do better. And I reached out, talked to some of my siblings, see how see how they were doing. And it was it was good. And then I then I felt bad again because I was like, man, I feel like we I should have been I should have been better about this. And again, communication is a two way street. But when you're far away and you're not as proximal as you used to be, that's how things fall apart without proper effort. This is why I lose contact with former associates and former clients because they're not with me anymore. Clients I've seen recently in the last year or two, if we weren't talking on a friendship level outside of training, once you're not training with them, it's like they exist, but they just exist and on the periphery. And your family should never be that barring, you know, crazy family stuff. I don't have any crazy family stuff, so that's not a good excuse. So it definitely made me be more cognizant of you're out here trying to do the right thing so everyone's lives can be better. But the meantime still matters. They still do want to know. Like I think I told this story, oh, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago, about when I was on the game show. And the game show aired maybe six months after we shot it. So I shot it like in September and it aired like in March or something. And they gave me like a week's heads up. That's all you get in Hollywood. Apparently, it's like, by the way, you're going to be on TV in three days. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. And I didn't want to see it because the experience was fun, but it didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. And I didn't tell my family because I didn't want to see it. So I was like, they, they probably won't want to see it. And somehow they found out about it. I think I think they saw a commercial, actually. <laughs> they saw a commercial for it. It's like, wait a minute, is that Chris on TV? And they, I think I was wearing like a name tag. It just said Chris on it. And they they watched the episode. And they hit me up, like my mom, my auntie, and I think my little brother hit me up. And he was like, why didn't you tell us you were going to be on TV? And I said, oh, man, you know, I just, it wasn't the best experience for me. For me? It wasn't the best experience. And they said, but dude, you're on TV. Like, we know you went to Hollywood to do stuff. This is important because we kind of lived through you a little bit. I get to tell people, yo, my brother's on TV tonight. And they could be like, oh, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't win a million dollars. It's like, yo, is your brother on TV? All right. <laughs> like, that's a moment of pride. And I robbed them of that because I didn't do my part. And so it, it kind of it brought me back to that thought of the, the mundane day-to-day stuff I do matters to them because it seems like it's it's bigger because we don't have day-to-day conversations so in something that may be kind of cool oh yeah i met you know kevin hart or something which is true but say i met kevin hart so then it's like yo you met kevin but for, to me i'm like well yeah but i meet a lot of comedians and so it's those little moments like hey tell me about your new job oh it's nothing i'm making minimum wage yes that's cool but like tell me about it because that still matters and so it made me have to re-examine how I've been living, how I've been thinking, and kind of how I've been moving to kind of to be better about it going forward. Because I don't want there to just be big gaps in time, big gaps in communication, because that's when you lose a lot of stuff. You don't realize when people are depressed, when people are anxious, when people are unhappy because you don't talk enough. Because if I'm really going through it, 
and you call me and we haven't talked in a year, unless that's like the thing that's most on my mind, I may not tell you. How you doing? Oh, it's been a really rough two months. I'll probably say, no, I'm straight. How about you? Because people don't tend to want to bring a moment down by being all the way honest. And you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, even if you're in a down place. Because you may be like, how's your day? Oh, I had the worst day ever. How about you? I got a promotion. <laughs> like, you don't want to do that. So you lose those moments. I don't. So I don't know the day-to-day psyche of my siblings, my parents, and all that because we don't talk enough to know. I just know the big events. Oh, yeah, I got a new car. I got a new job. Or, you know, I got laid off because of COVID. Like, I know those things. But I don't know the little parts. And those are what really build connections and what make people really become part of your unit. So if you are like me and you get caught up in your own space and you don't live near your family, you don't see them enough, take this time to, one, be thankful that they're still here. To go back to the thankfulness thing, because that was what this pot was about. <laughs> be thankful they're still here and you have the opportunity to make it better. To renew those relationships. And maybe you guys just never had a great relationship. There's never telling the present. We don't you don't have to have all these old stories with your cousins to be close to them now. Sometimes people are seasonal for you. When you were a kid, maybe that was just the wrong season for you guys to connect. Now we're adults. We can choose to be close to each other take the time if your people are alive be thankful they're here reach out to them and if, assuming there's no trauma there if there's like traumas there then maybe you don't do that because this is the time that you don't want to be conjuring up old thoughts but reach out to your people be thankful that we're still alive in 2020 that you haven't died from the virus or from mental anguish and that you somehow have money to live where you live and that you can even listen to this pod i mean you at least have a dsp and dsps aren't free so you at least have money to listen to the pod unless you're on youtube in which case i'll let you boy but this is this is a moment of thanks we're getting into the hanukkah christmas new year season right after thanksgiving be happy if you can be I know there's a lot going on that's not lost on me, but there's a lot to be thankful for if you choose to be. And I'm thankful for, for I seems I had a really good moment going. I just messed it up with my stammer. I'm thankful for all of you. I won't even edit it out. That's how real I am with you guys. I could just edit that out and just been all clean. Like, I'm very thankful that you guys are with me today. You'd be like, oh, cool. He's so professional. I'm keeping it real with y'all. I messed up. I had a good setup. I went to the rim, had an alley-oop, and I missed a dunk. But I'm thankful for you guys for supporting me. Thank you for rocking with this. We're going to keep growing. Spread the word. Have a happy holiday. I will be in contact with you guys before Christmas. I promise that my goal is the week after Thanksgiving. So sometime in like the 28th through the 2nd or 3rd. That is my goal. Hold me to it. And I will see you guys and talk to you guys soon. Bye.